0: You know, over the last couple of years, especially post-pandemic, when Michigan had that influx of one-time spending from the federal government, they they used it for a number of of issues. And the idea was hopefully they were going to be transformational and and Michigan was going to be able to benefit long-term from that one-time investment. Well, the idea is as that money runs out, as you get towards the bottom end of those coffers, what what supplements it? Because that was one-time money that the state didn't have or plan on or, or any of those things. So once it's gone, what do you do? And, and even now moving further away from those days, when you're asking more and more of this, of the state via the the taxpayer, you, when you're asking more, whether it's, you need more road funding, Michigan has historically, and look, Democrat, Republican, I don't care The fact that Michigan hasn't been funding proper road construction over the last, I don't care, however many years, pick a number, that's a travesty. It's what puts us in a bad position now. So when the governor has to take out a loan through bonds to help pay for roadways, and when that goes away, we are still not going to be at the threshold that we need to be spending in order to actually not only fix our roads, but then maintain them properly. And so... Look, at the end of the day, I know that these speeches are not meant to be knockout, uh, knockout, drag out policy discussions and, and X's and O's talk. It is a victory lap to a certain extent. The Democrats had a lot to be uh, they had a lot to feel good about over their their last session of of and first session in, in, of rain in quite a long time. So it was a victory lap, but as she set the 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 goals for this coming session in this coming year, I, I leave scratching my head wondering how we're going to pay for a lot of it. James Holman is the Director of Fiscal Policy at the Mackinac Center for Public Policy, and he joins us. James, good to have you. Uh, thanks for having me on. All right, so whether it's education, whether it's road funding, whether it's uh, new housing being developed, how, how do we pay for all of this?
1: Well, I'm glad you're asking that question because if you listen to the governor's speech, she didn't really dwell, or she actually wanted to ignore the fact that her proposals cost money. She said she wants to do something about the cost that your typical households are facing, but none of her proposals lower costs. They just exchange responsibility from the people who are going to buy new cars, it's one of her proposals, or uh, businesses that want to do more in research and development, and take those costs and transfer them to the taxpayer. Yes, it's an expensive way to do business. No, that doesn't do anything about costs, uh, and it does uh, accept costing taxpayers more. So I think uh, that's an important thing to point out. We don't know for most of our proposal. There are some things you can do uh, to accomplish it without having to reach further into taxpayer pockets. You're right that the state government has growing resources, and that if anything is a priority lawmakers, it's got to be a priority against other spending. So, yeah, it's possible to afford a lot of this stuff without uh, having to reach deeper into taxpayer pockets. But the governor's doing that anyway. Uh, uh, she is unilaterally, by a, a strange interpretation of a stash, uh, tax statute, going to increase this, the income tax rate from 4.05 percent to 4.25 percent very soon. She doesn't have to do that. I wish she wouldn't.
0: James Holman with the Mackinac Center for Public Policy joining us. I think words really matter. And at one point last night... The governor said I cannot solve global inflation alone. Fair. <laughs> fair. I yeah, don't expect that is absolutely fair. I don't expect the governor of Michigan to solve global inflation. But I think it's important to remember that in an election year where the current president who is up for reelection has overseen the spike in inflation during his tenure, um and, and subsequently fallen at this point. But but when she says that no one can solve it, not even a president, to me, that's all political speech. I think there are things that the governor can do that can bring down some of these costs, bring down the burden of some of these costs and some of these high prices that people are paying in Michigan. How how would she go about that?
1: Well, I mean, uh she can care about the costs that she does influence and does control, like the income tax, which we uh, which we've already talked about. Uh, but there's some other things, and she actually did have one little thing that I think uh, does help with costs. It was it was just one little line, and that was trying to recognize out-of-state teacher certificates so that we can increase the supply of teachers in in, in the state of Michigan. Uh, and I think that that can help uh, that can help with some of the costs that makes uh, that lowers the barrier to entry for teaching in, in, in the state of Michigan. And we can apply that to other licenses as well. In fact, a number of states practice universal licensing recognition so that if you're certified for something in another state, we can uh, we can assume that you uh, can safely provide uh, uh, provide that. Uh, do, do that job here mm. in the state of Michigan And those are the type of things That influence the market That can help lower costs And the governor is, just hasn't been All that interested in doing that Or seeing what part of government Increases costs for people And I wish you'd pay a little more attention to that
0: too. I, I think one of the other areas Where I, I scratch my head And wonder how we pay for this is, is four-year-old preschool And guaranteed free community college For a high school graduate for two years So I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old and when we had to pay for preschool, uh, an early childhood development program for my five-year-old last year, it was very expensive. Childcare, daycare, if we wanted to put our two-year-old in a in a daycare spot, even for two days a week, I mean, you're looking at nearly $1,000 for, for two full days. I mean, there's no doubt that the cost is outrageous, but at the end of the day, if the state's going to foot the bill again – I ask where the money is coming from.
1: Yeah, uh, and you are right that th- those proposals are going to be expensive. But more important than that is that uh, the proposals are like, I want government to help people who need help. Sure. The proposal to extend preschools, uh, preschool or child care uh, subsidies, um, we already do that. We means test it. And we can talk about exactly uh, who who could use uh, some assistance? But what she's trying to say is that no, everyone's going to get this regardless of whether you need help or not. And I just don't think that's a good use of, of the taxpayer dollars to help people who don't need help. Uh, so I think that's there. And, and when you expand it to these universal programs, obviously you're going to explode the cost of these, uh, of these, uh, or the cost of, 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 uh, child care and preschool support. Uh, I did do the math on community, on the community college numbers. Mm-hmm. So there's a little less than 100,000 college or uh, high school graduates a year and tuition at community college is a little bit North of $4,000 a year. So you, uh, do the math on that, and that's uh, paying for two years. is around $800 million a year, and that's if everyone goes to college, but that's what exactly the governor is pledging. Uh, so it's going to be less than that, but it's still this, this massive increase for something without much care about whether community college – or the people who enter community colleges sure. actually graduate, get degrees, do that productive social thing that we want them to do. And I really – I, I have a lot of wishes for uh, for the governor. This is another one. It's to care more about outcomes than inputs. Yeah. Because a lot of it has been, we're going to support uh, sure. community college students. I'd rather, we need to make sure that uh, community college students do the desired outcomes and use community college to better themselves. In, in, in a
0: proper way. Yeah. Uh, James Holman with the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. Good stuff. We'll talk again very soon.
1: Thank you.